Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. Katherine Hanks, Enneagram 4, also yoga teacher and artist, is with us today to talk about how types 3, 4, 5, and 6 can move towards becoming the most true and authentic version of themselves. And so we're so glad to have her wisdom and just her beautiful heart space with us today. And you're going to be blessed by it. Um, I want to say, like I said in our last episode with her, um, there is a lot of city noise in the background. It's kind of funny at some points and we laugh together about it, but they're doing some construction right outside my window when we were interviewing Catherine. So just a little disclaimer for what it's worth. Glad to have you today. I agree. Well, let's talk about three. And I love that you have mentioned that you are style four with a three wing mm-hmm. because this is a very interesting combination, in my opinion, in terms of the authenticity mm-hmm. because fours are <laughs> the most authentic, I think, out of nine numbers. And I think threes struggle <laughs> the most with yeah. authenticity out of nine numbers. Yes. So to have those two marry up, I think, yeah. would create a really interesting inner dynamic but I'll let you tell me about that but here's the thing about three so uh, difficult relationship with authenticity because image is such a driver in Mm -hmm. three's life and they tend to sort of adjust their image Mm -hmm. in accordance to where they're at and whom they're with Mm -hmm. so the chameleon like Uh, propensities come out quite often in threes and if you're constantly sort of changing up the mask depending on whom you're with a lot of times you completely fall out of the touch with who you truly are on top of the layer of constantly having to achieve and succeed Mm -hmm. in achieving and continue to do so until no end in sight so what we have out of our experience with interviewing threes and just doing research and readings We have found that it is so balancing for a three to enjoy the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. To enjoy the process of doing something for the enjoyment of it, not for achieving the end goal. Um, Mm -hmm. So what can you share with our listeners about that? I would suspect your creativity and the process of creating art could probably have some sense of just loving doing it Mm -hmm. instead of you know being in it instead of rushing to you know I got to complete this and then moving on to the next what are the things that you do in your life just Mm -hmm. for the enjoyment of them without having an end goal yeah gosh I know three wing talk to us (laughs) one of the practices that I have that I think could benefit ones also probably mm-hmm. a lot of numbers but um, I've I've called it intuitive making okay. or um, I get another term for it I guess would just be sketching it's like just really th- this is to answer the creative side of that you know if if I you know have a piece of clay and I just make you know, I, I get out of my head. That's it. It's getting out of your head and just letting what needs to flow through flow through. So that can be 
I've done that in a lot of different ways. So one of those ways is taking clay and just intuitively sketching, basically. So I'm, I'm creating a little mini sculpture really quickly, and I'm just letting my hands and body do what it needs to do. And honestly, oftentimes those are some of my most, some of my most beautiful work because I've gotten out of my head and I'm just allowing something greater, something else to flow through me, you know, a really authentic energy. Mm-hmm. And another way, and I've never, I haven't always been really comfortable in my body, but through some of these embodiment practices, um, this is an embodiment practice that I'll share with you. It's called authentic movement. Mm-hmm. And I like to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I close my door, I throw on some music, or I don't, or there's no music at all. And I just allow my body to express the way it needs to. So I'm not trying to look a certain way. No one's here to look at me. I'm just, al- I'm trusting, I'm getting out of my head. I'm trusting that my body knows exactly how to move, to move, th- move things through. Um, and so it, it's, that, those are two of my favorite embodiment practices because I think it, it dislodges things that are stuck, yeah. you know, it dislodges old trauma, you know, old stuck emotions, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel a sense, oftentimes, I feel a sense of kind of liberation and a, a new creative flow and a move mm-hmm. through. Um, and I can, I can be more present yeah. in my daily life. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank wow. you. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's the work of the Enneagram, too, is inviting us to live in the three intelligence centers. And so you've got your, your intuitive sketching, and you've got this, this free movement that you're doing. And, you know, we're, those are just two examples of your moving into that gut triad with the intuitive yeah. sketching and the body triad when you're doing the free movement and I'm sure there's lots of ways you're moving into your thinking space too and then that circle surrounding the three triads we might call the spirit or the divine and um, and I, I see you using all those parts of yourself which is which is moving towards the true self as well when there's that integration of all these different parts of us. But now we come to your number, yes. number four. So um, authentic living and being your truest self comes naturally to our force um, because they have their own unique style and presence. But there's a but. Um, fours have envy, and that is their shadow side and a tendency to think that grass is greener in other pastures. Um, also, just that idea that something's always missing mm-hmm. for the four mm-hmm. uh, prevents them from experiencing sometimes the gratitude for all that they have. Although um, you are maybe a countertype, like we mm-hmm. were discussing earlier, and the countertype uh, for the four can be a little bit more of a grateful type. I don't know if that's true or not for you, but sometimes they can look a little bit more mm-hmm. like a seven or a three. Um, so it, so that's not always true. But the fours often become their truest self when they find balance between their emotions. We often say that the needed virtue for the four is mm-hmm. equanimity. And that's that calmness of being at a place where there is balance between joy and pain. 
Um, so my question for you is that people who live as their truest self often know how to feel the pain and joy of life. So as a four, do you find learning to express gratitude and joy leads you closer to your truest self? Simple answer, yes. Yes? <laughs> I, I do think I lean more toward the jealous type. I, jealousy is such a shadow of mine that I'm trying to integrate right now. Um, and... My husband, Rob, is a seven. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm giving a, a, an example that feels very vulnerable to share, but he has this beautiful natural ability to find joy, find gratitude, you know, love life, enjoy the, <laughs> the experience of living. And mm -hmm. he, is a, he is so magnetic. And... We've been together for a long time. I mean, for 14 years. So, I mean, we were we were young when we got together, um, and for so long, I found myself so jealous of his magnetism, of his ability to just be happy, you know. And I can tend to live in the more melancholy and the more melancholy space, and um, that came out sideways by you know being jealous and wanting to squash squash that joy in him and more recently um, I've recognized that and I've recognized how harmful that is and how it's it's not only um, you know creating suffering for me it is for him too um, and then for our kids so you know it and so I have shifted this language of like you know jealousy to admiration because really when you take all the shadow stuff away I admire that in him I want to be that I mm -hmm. want that to I want to be able to express that level of joy and love for life um, the way that he's able to and as I've you know had the spiritual practice of of shifting that language like I admire this in you uh, which is a really simple shift and yet it's been absolutely amazing and mm -hmm. um, then I feel more able to access what it is that I used to envy in him now recognize I admire in him and there's yeah so I, then I then I am able to better access that joy and excitement and zest for life mm. um, makes me a more magnetic person yeah you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love it, and I so it so resonates with me. So I'm married to a seven, and our struggle was how can you just be so free and spontaneous? And I'm so rigid and mm -hmm. organized, and I used to hate it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, to be able to embrace it, then it's easier for me mm -hmm. to yes you know, be able to access what I so, what's come so easy to my husband yeah. without even trying. But I'll tell you this, as a one and as a four, for a seven, you they can also embrace the sadness a little bit and then step into that world and kind of be there for a little bit without getting out of their skin. Like, oh my God, this feels so weird. It's so uncomfortable. Can we, can we leave? Can we go back to the joy and optimism? You know, so it goes both ways. So kudos to you yeah. for, because it is very vulnerable yeah. and it is very difficult because you have to sort of break yourself a little mm -hmm. bit 
in order to break free of it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I so empathize with yeah. you. On that. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> okay, let's talk about fives. So fives are our thinkers and investigators, and Christy has mentioned a little bit about it about three of our intelligence centers, but what five struggle with is connecting to their feelings and through their bodies because they truly are the type who can totally live in their head without having to visit any other centers. Although the Enneagram would say we we all have all three intelligence centers, so head, heart, and body, and we also can use all three, although sometimes one is preferred and maybe we have a secondary one, and one can either be suppressed or underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. So that's that's Mm -hmm. that. So, But for fives to be their most truest, authentic self, they sort of have to be able to move from the headspace Mm -hmm. into the feelings and the gut. So um, with the three triads, the body, heart, and the mind, you know, in the circle that surrounds them, that's what it makes us whole, if we're able to access all three. Um, and people who are their truest self often, you know, care for all three of those parts. You tend to your thoughts, you tend to your feelings, you tend to your body. You know, beautiful way to do that is through yoga, frankly. Yes. I mean, not to, you know, get on the soapbox, but come on now. Mm-hmm. So what are some practical um, ways that you tend to all mm-hmm. three? Do you struggle with maybe one versus another? Um, can you access all three easily? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like one may be underdeveloped or suppressed? Mm-hmm. So just talk a little bit yeah. about that. I do think that I actually am one that lives in my head mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just ha- you know, have certain thoughts on loops, mm-hmm. and when I get into that space of a more anxious, you know, then mm-hmm. I, I can tend to feel really disconnected from my body, not usually disconnected from my feelings, because I feel like, you know, I, I feel that, but how do we feel that in our bodies, you know? It, mm-hmm. so, um, but I do think that I, I can tend to disconnect from my body. And so this, this feels true to me. You know, I, I understand fives in this mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've talked about the intuitive art making, authentic movement, yeah. um, yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do think one of my answers has to be yoga because, mm-hmm. um, it, it does cre- it's a tool to, quiet your mind, to tap into your body, um, to experience the sensations, both emotional, you know, physical sensations, and integrate all of the, you know, uh, see our bodies as as this more wholeness. Um, One way that I've done that actually recently, past four years or so, but is cycle syncing. I've um, started charting my cycles, my menstrual cycle, which has just been the most empowering thing. I mean, and truly transformative where I chart, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you know, charting really three things and it's my uh, body temperature when I wake up in the morning, it's my cervical fluid, Mm -hmm. and then position of my uterus and um, doing so 
I can I know when I'm in four, each four phases of my cycle. And I've learned through this book called In the Flow by Alyssa mm-hmm. Vitti, which you all should link. It's amazing. Have you? I've heard of it. Okay. No. But essentially, in in the four phases of our cycle, um, we need different things. Mm -hmm. We need different nutrients. Mm -hmm. We need a different level of rest or activity. So you know, our the way that we exercise can look different. Um, We need a different level of socialization. So like in our ovulatory phase, we're much more social, Um, and in our menstrual phase, it's a it's a time of rest Mm -hmm. and. Um, we need that and so to be able to just have this information that I've you know charted for myself to know okay this is a time that um, maybe I don't need to be filling my schedule up maybe I mm-hmm. do need to be resting more and go move more inward journal more reflect you know during menstrual cycle mm-hmm. or you know beginning of, of the follicular yeah the follicular phase so mm-hmm. I've learned so much about um, how to work with my body, which gets me out of my head. And it's like, well, this just this just makes sense. Like I'm I'm working with the natural rhythms mm-hmm. of my body. My body has this innate wisdom. It's been telling me these things for all of these years, but I'm just now learning how to, you know, I'm just now learning the language, and um, so that's been just. It's a it's an undertaking, but once you kind of understand how it works, it's just it unlocks everything. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I can I don't need to fight so much. I don't need to fight against myself so much. Mm-hmm. You know, my my body isn't something to you know create tension. It's just like I can live in the flow of my cycles, my rhythms, my natural mm-hmm. rhythms. Um, so that's one that that is more geared toward, you know, people with female anatomy, Mm -hmm. um, but that's been absolutely Mm -hmm. life-changing for me. I love that. I have never heard, have you heard of that? No, I've heard of the book in the flow, but But and a little bit about, yeah, not, I don't know as much as you do about it, but I do know that, you know, there's different hormonal seasons that are based Mm -hmm. on our period, and and Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and to Mm -hmm. attend to that, is really important and guys if you can hear there is a truck that's just <laughs> honking and honking but we're just going to go with that city mm-hmm. noises in the background um so you will hear those honks but it's kind of funny um and but i do want to say that for the body piece the four is one of the three types that can be mm-hmm. more disembodied mm. and really need to do the work of okay. getting in touch with their body. And so through your art yes. and through charting your mm-hmm. menstrual cycle and through the, the experience of giving birth and getting more in touch with your body and through putting two feet to the earth barefoot, mm-hmm. all these different ways mm-hmm. you've been learning yeah. to cultivate that body awareness and that's a four moving towards yes. health. Yeah. So that is really, really Thank beautiful. You. That, that truck does not stop beeping. I know. That's girl, hilarious. All right. So we're moving on to our six. So many sixes claim they do not know what they think or feel. Um, often seeing multiple perspectives and they're unable to distinguish their own inner voice. Sixes sometimes mistrust themselves 
and can often find it difficult to trust others. And that can also create a roadblock to authenticity. So the six's path to their true self often lies in discovering an ability to trust their gut, their thoughts, others, and the world. And I would say that people who are the truest version of themselves um, have very open hearts. And we do that a lot in yoga, right? We're doing all these poses, goddess and bridges and so many different poses to open up our heart space. But how does keeping your heart open to others, but also to yourself, enliven you to be the truest version of yourself? Yeah. This to me sounds like vulnerability. Um, so keeping our hearts open to others and to ourselves. And when we're vulnerable, we're healing those, you know, shadow aspects of ourselves and we're shedding light on those and shame, you know, can't thrive in, in the dark. And so as we share that with other people, as we open our hearts to other people, we're integrating those shadows. You know, we've talked about this a number of times and, um, and that doing so heals us. It opens us up to a deeper level of trust and connection and intimacy, um, not just with other people, with ourselves also. Um, so as we heal, we connect with others, and um, that's taking an active role in reclaiming those authentic parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well said. I love that. That concludes today's episode. But be sure to come back next week for our third episode with Katherine Hanks, where we finish out our interview with her. And I also want to invite you to join us for a short gratitude meditation following this word from our sponsor. For our meditation today, we're going to do a gratitude meditation since next week is Thanksgiving. But let's find our breath, finding your inhale, big exhale out through the mouth, and then inhale, and an exhalation, and commit to the breath however you choose to breathe, finding that life-giving prana in and out. Steve Maraboli said, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love, and then make that day count. Maybe find goddess arms opening up in your heart space where the elbows line up with the wrist and find your breath in and out and inhale the words I am exhale the words grateful and meditate on three things you are deeply grateful for in your life and find five sets of breath
and then bring your hands to your heart where one hand touches your heart space and the other hand touches the hand holding your heart. We're going to take the full off of our mantra and the mantra becomes inhale I am, exhale great. And it may be hard to do, but try to think of at least two things that are unique and great about you. Maybe they're even rooted in your Enneagram personality. But think about gifts that you have to offer the world and breathe in and breathe out for three sets of breath. And then we're going to change up our mantra one more time by taking the great off of our mantra. And the mantra becomes, inhale I, exhale am. Maybe inviting prayer hands to touch your heart, the thumbs touching your torso. Inhale I, exhale am. And as you continue to breathe, remind yourself that to be able to say, I am, is a reminder that you are alive. It's a reminder of being, of existence, of the profound gift to be alive. And as I said earlier in our quote, we must breathe and think and enjoy and love in this very day and then make this day count. What a privilege it is to be alive. Namaste.